Hello and welcome to um, second episode of this new season. I guess we're calling it a new season, but it's basically the second time me and Johnny have recorded previewing um, the upcoming F1 season. We actually have a race, so we're on our back on our usual schedule, previewing a Grand Prix. Um, happen to be previewing uh, the Bahrain, the first Grand Prix of 2022. Um, really excited to get this going. We've had some testing. Um, F- um P2 today, um, just kind of talking through what we're anticipating, where the grid's at, and um, what um, what people should be looking forward to for um, what is a very exciting uh, New Year Formula One. We're probably going to talk a little Drive to Survive as well. Uh, that's a big Have to. Um, topic of conversation. A lot of juicy nuggets um, coming out. And that's First half. Important. First half of Drive to Survive. Yeah, yeah. We haven't moved kind of towards the second half but there's a lot of good nuggets there's a lot that will inform this season of racing um and this this grid of drivers because um i mean this season doesn't seem like it's gonna be much like last at all i i think it's hard it's hard to beat last season yeah it really is you're not gonna get those i mean we'll see i I don't want to say anything but um but last season was as good as it gets um for following the sport but um this season's got its own storylines, and uh, I think we need to kind of preview um, what's been going on, whose car's been looking good. We've talked a bit about this yeah. um, in our last pod, but um, I think you kind of see where the rubber meets the road, um, literally and figuratively, <laughs> with some of I can't believe that's the first time in however many 16 episodes that somebody's made a, a rubber meets the road. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I didn't mean to do that, but I, I sound a lot smarter than I actually am. Dude, uh, you sound use, you sound like a genius. I, I use that expression a lot in my, my day-to-day, <laughs> just about everything, so it applies to you very evenly That here. sounds like um, you do a lot of problem solving. I do, I do. I, I get down to the brass tacks. That's what I, I do. <laughs> I don't fuck around. Um, but, um, no, I mean, we see, the, we see a lot of interpretations of the new regulations um, come into play in this season. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Um, I want to get your take on whose car is working. What, what big swings are kind of um, maybe just not quite there yet. What's to be improved on. Um, what are your initial thoughts um, as we watch? Yeah. I think we can both safely just talk about um, the testing today because we both watched it. So yeah, I was going to say, t- typically, typically Chase and I do the race previews, on Thursdays, or if it slides into Friday, um, we make a we make a pack to not watch practice to um, yeah. to affect our predictions. But we will say, brand new car off of the high buzz of last year, we had to watch a little bit of practice. So I'm guilty. I told Chase I wasn't going to watch. I talked to him before we went live here. And said I screwed up. I watched, but Chase paid attention to the timesheets as well. So we're guilty. For any new listeners, it's usually Thursday without any sort of bias towards um, towards the practice sessions. But Chase, I mean, I don't know what to believe until until I guess we get through the first phase in qualifying on Saturday. Um, practice was was a lot of the same as. The last testing period in Bahrain from last week, Ferrari continues to look very strong. Really good. Um, Red Bull continues to look strong in that top two. And then the kind of question marks are 
Mercedes, and McLaren. Um, for Mercedes, they, they were the ones that came to the second round of testing with the what looked to be a total you know engineering breakthrough with the lack of side pods. Um, yeah, the the car just looks so lean and so so much skinnier, and every other team didn't have it. So it was like, here we go again. Here's Mercedes, uh, you know, consulting with. I, I read a you know it was a, a a rocket creator to figure out how to do some engine cooling strategy, and they came with a car that so far has been the exact opposite of rocket fast. So that <laughs> has that has uh, been a little bit concerning for all the. Uh, all the Lewis Hamilton and George Russell fans out there. Yeah. I mean, I, I see a lot of like proper analysis from journalists like Will Buxton, um, some other F F one writers out there that are really like, Hey, this team, let's move them off of the contenders list. Is this team going to be actually able to fight it out with Ferrari and what, what may become the midfield here, which is crazy. I mean, I mean, the fact, like, just, like, rewatching Drive to Survive, just when Red Bull started to win races and Mercedes weren't even on podiums, that was so rare to the field last year. That thought really hadn't crossed anyone's mind the last the seven years prior. The fact that we may not see uh, Mercedes really in the mix, at least early in the season, is that's a good. That's a good caveat, like, at least early in the season. Chase, you were wondering when we were talking before we got on, it's like, is this real? Is this still sandbagging? But you get onto the onboard camera, you know, looks at Lewis Hamilton and George Russell. They're really struggling with porpoising where the back of the car is bouncing. And it's actually pretty horrendous to hear because if you hear it, it's like, you know, rubbing sandpaper on a flat surface. It's just (laughs) super, super loud and and rough. Um, And also the people that are trackside are like, there's no hiding feelings here. George Russell and Lewis Hamilton have been very, very irritated by the performance. And, like, it's really difficult to get a handle on these cars, which is, Chase, like, what was promised? This is a brand-new car in 2022. Everybody is getting, you know, the same kind of time once we've gotten into testing to get up to grips with it. And some cars have been more reliable and some haven't. Ferrari, you know, Matias said that he was going to take off basically 2021 from being at the track to focus on the 2022 car development. They look very good. Uh, Haas, same thing. Last year, they had an absolute dumpster fire um, of a car, and they used all of, you know, Nikita Mazepin's family's money um, to fund a season that was in the dumpster from the start. And they spent all their time developing 2022 with the regulation change. And they've been top 10 on the timesheets, which is like, for all the American listeners, which is probably the, the dominant majority, I would imagine, um, Haas is looking pretty competitive this year. So there's still a lot of unknowns. We don't really know what the stacking order will really be until race two or three um, to see if, like Mercedes, as you said, Chase, will not be a part of the podiums at all. I find that hard to believe that Lewis Hamilton and Total Wolf, especially, like Total Wolf is not going not gonna to go quietly to like P5, P6. Um, yeah. so I still think that they're, I still think they're competitive, but I just think they put a lot of energy and effort into 2021. They went all the way to the end with Red Bull and for, for, for a listener who doesn't know this, something that Formula One has done in years past is there's a 
inverse order of time that you're allowed to use um, in the wind tunnel, which is how a lot of a lot of these teams develop their aerodynamics of putting their designs into a wind tunnel. So Red Bull from the past year, uh, or actually I think it's Mercedes. I think it's on the constructors championship side. So Red Bull and Mercedes are the two teams that had the least uh, time in the wind tunnel. So they're just having a harder time getting up to speed. It looks like from FP one and FP two. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's really strange watching um, some of these designs. I mean, listen, you've got teams like Ferrari, which we've talked about, like devoted a lot of last year to just figuring out these new regulations. Um, they, they've tried out or supposedly um, it's easy said that they tried the, the Mercedes side pod look and they went with a wider look, which there's two ways to just kind of deal with that, that draft, that backdraft. And it's one way is to just keep pushing it back. And, um, and then the other way is, is honestly like to go away. And it seems like the Ferrari way is, is definitely faster um, at least early on. Um, I just trust like the Mercedes brass to kind of get it figured out late in late in season. Um, I, these cars, like, the, the cool thing that they talk about is like basically the fastest person on the grid right now will be the slowest person on the grid um, come next year. So like just give the full season. These cars are just, it's basically a work in progress throughout the whole year. And it really comes down to, to the engineering teams and the top brass really figuring out what's going to work. But For it, sure. it, I mean, it's, you have to go in start with a strong start because it's, it's a long season in terms of like calendar year, but there aren't that many races. And if you, if you finish anything out of the points or you're really not even taking podiums, it's going to be hard to claw your way back to the top, especially given what looks to be a Red Bull stranglehold on the, on, on the podiums this year. I don't know. That's, that's yeah. kind of how it's looking to me, but um, you, you could have some, some, I don't know, rebuttals to that. I mean, I think like, I'm very excited for qualifying. Um, I think that there are big question marks with Mercedes, with McLaren, and also just understanding how the rest of the midfield is really going to shake out, where teams like Haas are going to end up, where Aston Martin is going to end up. little shout-out for Hulk Hulkenberg. Um, He is replacing Sebastian Vettel for this weekend because Sebastian Vettel tested positive for COVID. Um, so that's another familiar name that's going to be on, um, on the grid for this weekend. But anyways, Chase, like the the reality and and part of the reason why I feel like you and I watched practice before this preview pod was we have absolutely no clue what's going on. And also you're going to probably see knock on wood. It's not Danny Rick and a McLaren, but you're going to probably see a lot of retirements. Um, and, and when I say retirements, it's not actual career retirements it's it's race retirements so the car shutting down because of some sort of issue like these cars are so brand new we've seen really rocky testing periods we've seen really rocky practice sessions so far where there are issues with the car water leaks etc etc brakes on fire you're going to see some pretty outrageous podiums this year chase where you know, Ferrari may be the quickest and they've shown great reliability, but all of a sudden race two, something they didn't imagine is that they're dealing with this brand new car and 
they've been forced to have a DNF for back-to-back races. And, and there's just going to be a lot of those things that are that are really, really hard to manage, but probably make it fun for somebody who's a fan of the midfield um, just to see who's going to be the surprise here. I think the Ferrari faithful um, could come back in full force, which is great. I mean, it, it's really good for the sport to inject some life. Um, there's just so many teams. And, yeah, like the hardcore fans will continue to root and root hard for, for you know, podiums and, and for good good racing, good finishes. But, like, I don't know. It feels like we started – like F1 has gradually embraced, like, hey, we can't just, like, have total domination. No – no, like, wonder about who's going to be the best team come the year end. So, like, they got that fixed last year. They had an actual title fight, awesome title fight, very controversial title fight, but it did the trick. Now yeah. maybe they're like, now we need Ferrari in the mix. We need to actually have a truly open, not open, but, like, we have to have, like... It's cool to have a third team in there. Yeah. I mean, Mercedes and Rebel, it's just been a two-man show for a really long time. I mean, minus maybe 2016... Uh, you know, s- some of those years with Ferrari where they were decently, you know, competitive with Fernando Alonso at the end and Sebastian Vettel. And, um, you know, Ferrari is still such an incredible team within the sport. So you're right, Chase, like that's that's going to be very fun. It'll be cool to see Ferrari fans. Everybody check their Instagram stories and stuff like that for uh, people who don't care about Formula One to all of a sudden be huge Ferrari fans because um, <laughs> that'll be the new thing and wearing Ferrari hats around, but that, that, that's like, cool. It's like the Lakers, the Cowboys, you know, the Ferrari is, Ferrari is a way bigger deal than, than Mercedes and Rebel are, uh, in the grand scheme of things. I mean, Ferrari is the most winning team of all time. So, um, I'm excited about that. I think Carlos Sainz and Leclerc are really, really good driver pairing. And there's, there's really not that much weakness across the whole grid, especially with Magnuson coming back, by the way, we haven't talked about that because I think that's been news. We kind of previewed it in our last mm-hmm. pod about the shakeup with Russia and Haas. Yeah. But freaking yeah. Kevin Magnuson is back, and he's going to be going up pretty strongly against Mick. Oh, 100%. It's, it's, um, I mean, uh, if, if you're a Haas, you, maybe you have some worries financially. That That's for sure in play. They, they, they were basically given a shot in the arm and sold their soul to the devil to take the Russian money last year. And um, I mean, they yeah, did it they, just to stay afloat. Isn't it kind of yeah. crazy to think about it? Like they wanted to get through to 2022. I'm not going to make it a political pod, but there have been some sanctions uh, in America. So I know that the Russian, um, you know, rural Collie with uh, the Mazepins have tried to get their money back from, from Haas, but quite literally that is impossible right now. Um, for that to be transferred back to Russia from an American entity. So in some kind of crazy way, Haas needed uh, some life support for one season to get to what should be a more competitive 2022. And from the looks of it, with testing and with practice, Haas is like top 10 on the timing sheets. So uh, here, here's, a, here's a, a probably an easy comment after practice. Haas is going to get into the points this year, not once, <laughs> wow. But maybe twice or three times. There's there's my there's my giant prediction. Will that will that be this weekend? Points, not podiums. It could that's... be. It could be. You know what? It could be. I mean, I know we don't do top ten predictions. We only keep our competitiveness to uh, top three between you and I, Chase. But screw it. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think Haas gets into the top ten. 
I love that. I think there's going to be a couple of DNS this week. I don't think that these teams have really confident handles on the car. I think that they have not really driven that closely next to each other. We've seen a couple of teams in practice try to get close just to see how it is following another car. I think there's going to be some... I think it'll be fun. And I think, sure, I'll say that uh, I'll say that one of the Haas drivers, I'm not going to say who, but one of them is going to get into top 10 this weekend. Wow. I love that. Hey, I, as a Gunther Steiner super fan and a fan of his comedy stylings and a fan of just like Gunther the person, I'm rooting for that. I would love to see a squealing, happy Gunther um, going into a, a Sunday evening because the guy deserves it. He's been through hell and back. He just he fought. He had to make a deal with the Russians to fucking keep his team afloat, but he did it. Um, he did Haas, it. Haas is also the American team. We kind of forget about it. McLaren's kind of sought to take that mantle, but Haas is the quote unquote American team for sure. But 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 the U.S. with all the competition on other sports, it's like you got to be decent. You're not just going to get like the U.S. faithful to tune in at a 5 a.m. you know race time to watch. Uh, Nikita Mazepin and Mick Schumacher just play around in the gravel after lap one. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's kind of cool. Like if Haas actually starts to get a little bit competitive, they can position themselves very well and probably not be in as dire of a financial situation as they were last year, and which is what their plan was. So Haas is exciting. Um, th- this race is going to be great. May- maybe, Chase, we get into kind of the preview, and it's a little bit of the same. It's like, well, what the heck are we going to expect on this racetrack with these new cars that are huge with the giant tires and everybody's just really trying to get a shakedown on their pace and reliability. But should we hop into kind of what we expect in Bahrain? Yeah, um, I'm going to just go right for it. I think Verstappen is going to make a statement and blow blow everyone away. <laughs> he, I Listen, the, the guy, he's a young champion. It, it's sort of like, um, I'm kind of equated to a, a different sport, but like, when you when you have a team that, that probably shouldn't have won it um, the the year before, maybe it was too early, not quite their year. Everyone expects them to win, but they they win it the next year. It's just like like silence the haters' time. Like I, I'm thinking back to that Packers team. The, the first year, Aaron Rodgers won it. Um, then the next year, they go 15 and one in the regular season. Um, they win the Super Bowl and they bring everyone back, and it was like a team that just looked awesome. Hey. Listen, that team ended up losing to Eli Manning, um, getting beat and ultimately not winning the Super Bowl. But they, they had an intensity the next year that comes when you're a young champion coming back into a season with a lot of momentum, a lot of people blowing smoke up, you know what. And, um, he, I mean, from testing and everything I've seen, he's got a real command of that car. Um, Christian Horner is determined to kind of put the controversy in the past Make it seem like, hey. Whoa, 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 whoa. Re- rewind. Rewind, rewind yeah. to your comment right there. Christian Horner is determined to put the controversy in the past. Yeah. Do you have okay. A, do you, I mean, do you have a disagreement? I don't want to cut you off because you were, you were going on a great stream there as the resident Verstappen fanboy. <laughs> I Listen, I, I, I just, you know, they're, they're hardcore. He doesn't give an inch. Uh, I mean, a lot of people hate him. He, he may be their perfect villain for the sport, but... But I mean, you know who also is more is is more competitive than he's been allowed to, or that than than he's had chances to show in the last couple of years. Charles uh, Leclerc. Charles Leclerc. I mean, 
Listen, they're they're buddies. They they grew up racing together. Against I don't each think other. that Signs and Verstappen are. I don't think that Signs matches up well against Verstappen. I think Signs is a a very good driver. And listeners, you can already tell Chase is talking about Red Bull. I'm not talking about Mercedes. I'm talking about Ferrari. Um, that's that's showing you kind of what I think, at least for the first three or four races. I think Mercedes is slipping. And they'll get a they'll get a handle on it, but they're just a little bit behind everybody else. Um, they may even go back to another side pod. That's another prediction is wow. that their their side pod thing doesn't work that well, um, which is the risk you take when you bring such a crazy you know innovation. They're not always right, but anyways, I think that Leclerc stacks up pretty well against Verstappen. Um, so, but I, I agree with you. I think especially with Hamilton being what I think is gone for the first couple races on the competitive, you know, competitive level, because that car is just not up there with the Red Bull or Ferrari. Verstappen very, very well may just take the first couple of races, which is a lot of times all you need um, just to get that head start. But don't, don't count out Leclerc. He's, uh, he's got a ton of pace in that Ferrari, and he's not as smooth operator Carlos Sainz. He, he's actually kind of a dog, so... I love that. Um, he, I mean, Charles is great. He's, they, I, I think people forget how good of a racer he was because he had some fits and starts last season. I think science overshadowed him. Um, just had some better, better results. Frankly, um, I, I, I finished watching, um, revisiting Monaco, which is a tough, tough race for Leclerc. Obviously, one he, she probably should have won had he um, not crashed in the final. Totally. Line qualifying and then screwed his gearbox but um the guys are he's a natural racer um he should have the car to to put up good results i i really hope to see him and verstappen battle it out um i honestly i i just think verstappen's a, a really really good racer with a better car that's why i'm gonna pick him yeah but uh um, do you want to go into but, your prediction yeah let's go prediction time you're already in so i know who your number one is yeah you know who my number one is um do you want to go reverse or just give me your number one right off the bat? We'll just go backwards that way. Um, I'm going to say Charlotte Claire wins. Wow. Charlotte Claire. Listen, I, I appreciate your, your commitment <laughs> to being anti Verstappen. And I know, but I did want to choose Verstappen. I'm literally looking at my notes right now <laughs> and I have Verstappen as number one, but I'm going to switch it at the last second to Leclerc. That's fair. Let's hey. It was close. In the testing today, it was pretty close. And for the and for the uh, listener, definitely. for the listener, this is a one-on-one Chase versus Johnny uh, <laughs> showdown. Every single race for a top three prediction. Um, if you get the place right for the prediction of the top three, you get two points. So, if hypothetically Chase got one, two, and three correct, he would get six total points. Um, if you get the person right, but it's in the wrong order, it's one point per person. So. Uh, last year, I think I beat you by uh, by a heavy margin, Chase. Yeah, but it was clean down. slate. I'm happy to give her a stab in. That's a good pick early. Um, I'll go Leclerc too. I'm not going to fuck around. Um, I I think Leclerc is the second best driver in the grid and the second best car in the grid right now. So listen, I'm gonna I'm going going Leclerc in the two slot. Um, I think we've talked we've talked about these two drivers to death. Um, there are so I'm Verstappen too. Yep, perfect. Um. Okay, three is this was a Kevin Magnuson. 
You're going caveman? No, no, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe a top I have 10. somebody at 10. Maybe. I have somebody at 10. And when maybe I say top, top 10, 10 for a Haas, I do not mean number nine. I mean yeah. 10. That's I, it. I, here's, here's where I, I do think it's a, like, take it easy, buddy. Like, don't write them off. I think Lewis gets third. I think that it's a bad car, but a great driver. I want to give him his flowers. I think he, it's just. I don't know if they're sandbagging. Listen, it's too late to be sandbagging, but this Mercedes, it'd just be super, super weird to see them just like in a yeah. boring way get like a, a like a fifth or a sixth. Like in my heart, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they find a way to get a podium, and everyone's like, "Fuck!" Obviously, like Mercedes got on there. I don't think they have the like. Listen, I don't think you go from this bad to like winning a race, but I do think Lewis can figure out a way. To beat up on hey it. they Maybe. they may literally go to practice for fp3 tomorrow and fix it yeah you know a lot of times today that lewis set in fp2 by the way were without drs there was a drs malfunction so he finished i think seventh or something on the timesheets and i believe his top speed in comparison to some of the other guys chase was 285 in some of the straights and the other ones were 317 this is kilometers an hour so um, so, so just, just that 30, you know, that, that, that variance of 30 means that like, if he gets that pace up, he's going to trim some time off there. So I think you're, I think you're onto something, but I'm, I was between for reference, I was between George Russell and Carlos Sainz for the third spot. Um, and I'm going to go Carlos Sainz. I think Ferrari's going to qualify very well. I think that it'll be one, two, three, four, uh, in no particular order, Ferrari and Red Bull. And I think that race pace, reliability, Ferrari is just a little bit better than Red Bull at this point. But the best driver on the grid is Verstappen. So I think Ferrari has the best car. I think Verstappen's the best driver on the grid right now. So Verstappen, as you put him winning, like I think he's very likely to win. But I'm going to take Leclerc. Um, Second's Verstappen. And third is Carlos Sainz. Just Mr. Consistency. Listen, I don't hate that. The, That's that, two that, Ferraris on my post. Two podium. Ferraris, like the the Scuderia, or what is is that? What what do they call the Ferrari faithful? Whatever they call them, um, I love it. I, I I I just think it would be good for the sport to have Ferrari do well. I I don't I wouldn't hate that podium at all, to be honest. Um, but I'm I'm happy with my picks. Let's just say we didn't do any track talk. What? Do you have any intel on this track? I don't know much. Like, I, well, we've we've raced there. We've raced there for the last. We started in 2010. There was one year where they made it more of an endurance track. I think that was in 2020 during that COVID season, and then they reverted back to the normal one because fans got a little bit annoyed with it. You know, it, it, it's a standard F1 track. I think a lot of people are very familiar with it because they always do testing here in the last couple of years. Wind can be a factor. Uh, weather can be a factor, not in regards to rain or anything like that, but, but more so it gets cold very quickly and then it's really hot other times. So qualifying versus race time, like those sort of things matter. But in regards to how the track lays out, Chase, I mean, there's some long straights and there's some medium to slow corners. So um, it's a little bit of what is Bahrain going to be to these cars? Because we don't really know, as we said, the shakedown on car pace, although we've got the indication from practice sessions that it's Mercedes or sorry, Red Bull, Ferrari kind of at the top. 
Um, and also, by the way, Alphatari, uh, Pierre Gasly was was pretty darn quick. Um, but then additionally, the, the drivability and reliability. These guys are getting used to the cars. Um, they're getting used to driving closely to other people. We'll see if that 2022 kind of commitment chase is true about how we're, we're trying to make it a little bit easier for cars to drive behind each other. And it seems like that's been a little bit of the case uh, when some of the drivers have crept up on their on their competitors um, during practice. But reliability, right? I mean, yeah, I, I have Haas sneaking into the top 10 solely because I think that there's going to be some cars that are going to shut down, that are not going to make it all the way through the race. Yeah. Uh... It's uh, there's a lot of kinks to be figured out. I feel like this these regulations came quick and it, they hit a lot of these teams hard. It it could get ugly. It could get really ugly out there. But that makes for fun racing. Yeah, I mean there's a there's a podium that I don't think either one of us would have dared to choose last year that I chose, which is Leclerc and Signs uh, on the podium and n- not having a winner be Verstappen or Hamilton, which is like. For somebody who's just started watching the sport last year and now is into year two, you know, full disclaimer, number one, last year was possibly the best Formula One season of all time. So lower your expectations a little bit. But number two, there could be a lot of really cool things this year that has some very interesting podium finishes, some maybe surprising slides like Mercedes and maybe McLaren that's had a really tough practice and testing. They don't look super sharp and... Maybe Pierre Gasly, maybe here's another wild prediction, Pierre Gasly getting up there to start challenging Sergio Perez on finishes uh, in the sister car that's not supposed to be as good as the main funded Red Bull. I mean, there's wow. some cool stuff for some listeners to, to, to watch for this year. 100%. 100%. Um, I'm pumped. I, 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 can't, I can't wait, honestly, to get into the, this race on Sunday. It's, it's good to be back. It's good to have racing um, just back in our lives. Obviously, the Netflix show has kept my my appetite um, nice and satiated for to a certain degree. But um, but I, I actually I, I'm just really interested to seeing these cars and um, seeing kind of how they perform. So, um, Johnny, this was fun. Yeah, always fun to get the first one out of the way. Uh, we have a good race time on Sunday and qualifying on Saturday for us here in Los Angeles. Uh, 8 a.m. for us, which is nice. So oh, nice. we will uh, we'll pick it back up after the race, but <laughs> glad to be fully underway or starting to be underway in the 2022 Formula One season. 100%. Let's watch some terrible Lakers basketball and um, <laughs> hopefully some great Formula One action. <laughs> Sounds great. Awesome. Thanks, John. Great. Thanks, Chase.